Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name's Dustin. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. My name is Jay. We are just two guys learning to live and grow in recovery. We are sober members of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we find it important to tell you that we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We're just a couple of guys trying to stay sober and maybe, just maybe, help someone else along the way. Maybe. I'd like to point out that we are not experts. We are not here to teach you anything either. We want to share experience, strength, and hope, and possibly inspire, and have some healthy but sometimes difficult conversations about recovery. So, join us, Relating in Recovery Podcast. Man in the glass, the only one to please, never mind all the rest, we'll relate in recovery, recovery. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Relating in Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and an addict. My name's Dustin. Hey, Dustin. My name's Jay. I'm also an alcoholic and an addict. Good to see you again, buddy. Yeah. What's happening today? Oh, wow, man. You know, I don't know. I woke up with gratitude in my heart. Uh, I got excited about this podcast, right? Things are just firing on all levels, man. Feeling good. N- no resentments about the Leafs? <sighs> well, speaking of the Leafs, uh, we're coming to you live from the basement of the Renaissance Sullivan Treatment Center. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. What's um, going on, man? You're looking good. I feel good, man. Yeah. You know, you know, it's nice in recovery how we actually uh, take some pride in our appearance too, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, who knew Who Suit knew that up. brushing your teeth was so much fun? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. Man, it's good to be sober. Buddy, serious. So, so uh, I was thinking this week we, we could uh, talk about uh, treatment. I love it. I no, love we, it we both have different experiences. We could, uh, we could touch on that. You know, something that comes to mind, or I've seen, I've uh, my sobriety <coughs> date is March 26, 2018. Yes. Um, and um, God shot. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, just yeah, grateful to be sober. I, I, I went to treatment, and since coming out of treatment, coming to to Alcoholics Anonymous and staying sober, uh, I, you know, I've noticed that, I, especially in in Alcoholics Anonymous and, and in other fellowships as well, we seem to have a uh, sometimes unfair uh, view of treatment centers. I, I think they get a little bit of a bad shake sometimes, yeah, right? No, I can see that. Um, for me, for me, uh, part of the reason why I say that is, you know, like I, I was taught, I went to a treatment center with uh, a lot of members of recovery, right? Guys that were in recovery right. that, that didn't lie to me, that, that told me that you know, treatment could get me sober, but it wasn't going to keep me sober. Right. Right. And, and they introduced me to a program of recovery and they pretty much made it clear to me that if I didn't work a program of recovery, that I was going to drink again, use again and, and subsequently die. Right. Right. And so, I, you know, for me, that's, that's a part of where it all began. Right. You know, I was given the gift of desperation and, you know, I knew I knew when I got out of that treatment center that I had to do some stuff. Okay. And I figured, much like everything else I did in my life, I figured I'd be able to talk my way right out of that. Yeah, and okay. uh, and, and it, that wasn't the case, right? Well, when I came into the rooms, I heard, I heard stuff like, you know, if you want what we have, then do what we do, right? right? right. And, and that, that statement hit me hard because 
for the first time in my life, I knew I could not talk my way out of this thing, right? Yeah. I couldn't talk my way out of my disease, right? So, you know, through that gift of desperation, through knowing that I had tried for 17 years to do it my way, you know, I had been to some meetings before. Sure. I think I admitted to myself before that, you know, alcohol and, and other substances were a problem for me at, at multiple times in, in my, in my drinking and using, um, you know, when things got bad, I'd, you know, I'd go to some meetings and, and I consider getting sober and, you know, the, the, the idea of that was, was very fleeting as soon as, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as, uh, yeah. you know, I'd get the heat off. Right. Right. And, and then I, and I'd be back at it. And yeah. Feeling a little better. For me, my experience was, you know, at the end of my drinking, I, I started to get physically sick, right? Right. And I, by this time, my my mental state, uh, mental and emotional state was just atrocious, right? I right. was I was a very sick man, and I was so sick that I didn't know I was sick. Yeah. Right. A little Mickey B in there. Yeah, eh? I was so it's sick. Scary, it's a scary space to live. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I was so sick that I I didn't even know that I was sick, right? And my experience is that I my family and the people around me actually intervened on me because they could see a, a huge change in my appearance. They could see the the effects of alcoholism and drug addiction were were killing me to the point where they really started to worry about my day-to-day health. They, they, they thought they were going to lose me, right? And by the time I got to that treatment center, you know, I was like 30 pounds underweight. My face was sunken in. I was green, gray, or black around the right, eyes. Right. And, you know, I, I looked, I looked like I felt, Imagine. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so my experience overall, if, I, if I'm speaking in a general way, uh, was, was a very positive one looking back. Now, mind you going through that process of the, the 30 day treatment, treatment facility, it was tough, right? Sure. Very, very challenging. Sure. Living with 28 guys, they're, you know, farting and burping and, yeah. Oh, someone's, someone's always freaking out, right? Because you got got a whole bunch of people that are going through a very, very hard time. But looking back on that experience, it actually, I I believe it's, it's part of the reason why I'm sober today. Okay. Right. Without that experience, I don't think that I would be sober today. I think I needed some time to get locked up and shut up, Yeah. you know, for my brain to clear a little bit. So that the people and maybe a little beat up, yeah, and a, and a little beat up, yeah, absolutely. But I need some time for my brain to clear, so that you know the the people of Alcoholics Anonymous and 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 Cocaine Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous could actually help me, right, right. Because before that, I wasn't, I, 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 I was incapable of listening, right. Because the disease had me so so bad that, right. you know, I I don't think it was possible, right. And of course, they, they they fed me a lot of healthy stuff in there, right? Yeah. Oh, right. We we have a dog that we just entered a, yeah, the guest. podcast. Hello, oh. Marley. Oh, you you can be our mascot. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, so so for me, boy, I I hear, I hear a lot of people get pretty down on the fact of of treatment, right? A lot of people's experiences that treatment didn't work. And and I get that. I I understand that, right? Because I've seen it, you know. Out of the, you know, 40, 50 guys that I met in treatment, there's only a couple of us sober today. Imagine. And and the ones that are sober are active members of a 12-step program. Right? Nailed it. You know what I mean? So, like, I was told in treatment, you know, 
treatment wasn't going to get treatment would get me sober but it wouldn't keep me sober right so you know for me looking back on it there's there's no way i'd be sober today if i didn't have that experience right imagine yeah so i mean that's the that's a huge blessing right yeah yeah my 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 experience was a little different yeah you know like it's beautiful that you have this you had this uh you know we we definitely bring a, a different angle to this i i I can't tell uh, or share with anyone um, what it was like and what to do, what I did to stay sober outside of uh, outside of treatment, man. Because uh, all I really have is is what not to do. Yeah, you know, I uh, I mean I, I, I'm the product of a, of a few visits to treatment, and you know, I don't know. I I, I you know you mentioned uh, you mentioned that, like a few things that kept making me think of change, right? And change and embracing change, and you know, I only remember was being told early was like if not, nothing changes if no. nothing changes right we've all heard it you know yeah. and, and it, but that. it will i mean it's a powerful truth right yeah i mean how can i expect some different results if i don't do anything differently yeah you know that's it repeating the same process for years over and over and over again and like like i said before my dad's in recovery eh? he right just, he'd uh, come up and sit down beside me and i'd be freaking out about something because yeah. i was always freaking out about something right yeah and he'd say well Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. And then get up and walk away. Yeah. Because God forbid they tell us something that makes sense and like truth, yeah. you know. Just I'm, plant a seed. I remember early on, uh, and I'll, I'll touch on this another day, but but Rick had told me, you know, if this was your exit plan, you're going to drink again. Hmm. He told me that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I would have passed the lie detector test, bro. I wasn't going to drink again. I no. was done. I was, I believed every ounce of my corn. But the truth is, is like, I, I think about that again. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I didn't put any, I didn't do anything differently. Yeah. You know, I, and, the, and the truth is, is if I believe it, it's true. So yeah. how could I tell you or you tell me any different, right? Like I believe it, right? I think of yeah. that elephant, that elephant, yeah, that train elephant trainer. He's so, up, he's up at this elephant farm and the, and this guy, and he's looking at these massive elephants, these giant, these giant elephants and they're, they got this little tiny rope tied against their, with their, against their little uh, elephant feet, right? Yeah. I always want to say hoof. I don't know why I always <laughs> want to say hoof, but it's not a hoof. It's an elephant. It's an elephant foot. Yeah. I don't feel like that's the right word though. Huh. Well, maybe we'll look, look it up. up. Yeah, one day. Google that. And eh, never. Just leave it at that. We'll call it a foot. <laughs> it's a foot. So you got this this massive elephant and this rope tied around his foot, and it's tied to this rickety little fence. And he's looking at these elephants. He's saying, well, why doesn't this giant freaking beast just walk away? You know, he just walk away. You know? And he and the trader comes over. He says, well, you, you see, when there was a little baby elephant, they had the same rope tied around his, his foot and tied to the same rickety little fence. And he couldn't walk away. And as he as he grew older and got bigger... He was conditioned to believe that he was still stuck that way. And that's kind of how my mind works, right? Like I, I have, if I, once I tell myself something, then I believe it. And once I believe it, I'm either stuck or I'm free. It yeah. depends on which thing I'm believing, right? Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what do you think some of the things are that, you know, that kept you from <sighs> moving forward, right? Well, you know, what, what could you share with our listeners that, that, you know, like these these truths right okay so here here's here's something here's here's a here's a reality uh, i was coming out um <clears throat> i was coming out of uh, a treatment center for my second time right and i was invited into my sister's home and i was uh, because it was safe right and i was uh, you know 30 days sober and, and, and in the outside world when you look like an alcoholic who didn't have a drink for 30 days that's a big deal for our families yeah but realistically we've done nothing to change we just haven't had a drink or yeah. a drug for 30 days right 
So I got out and I, and, I, and I heard all everything that they told me. They told me all these things. They told me to get a sponsor, right? And they told me to, to work these steps. And they told me to go to meetings. They told me to get on my knees and pray. They told me to practice meditation. So what I did was I got out of treatment. And I felt really good about myself, Dust. Like I felt good. I yeah. felt confident. I felt like I was, I, I felt like physically good. Uh, we put on a little bit of weight again. I felt really sincerely capable of staying sober. Yeah. And I believed I would, right? And again, if I had been put to a lie detector test that day, I would have passed it, man. Yeah. There's no doubt no, in my I believe mind. believe you. Yeah. You know? And so now I'm at my sister's. Uh, I was like a weekend, and I'm telling you, I'm reading every book I can find. I'm reading grapevines. I'm reading all the stories in the back of the big book. I'm, I'm getting on my knees and praying in the morning. I'm, 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 I'm saying grace before my meals. I'm praying at night and thanking God. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm doing these meditations that they've told me, and I'm finding them on YouTube. Some of them are really cool, and I'm doing these meditations. I'm not sure how good I was doing them, but I was trying to do them. And that's all I could get. I kept on justifying myself while I'm giving it my best shot, you know. And then I'm going to all these meetings, right? And I got, I got, I got a chip, man. You know those chips? They yeah. give me a chip, man. You know, I, I reached milestone, right? 30 yeah. days. I think I was at like 60 days. And like never in my life had I gone, you know, it was a miracle to me. And you're feeling pretty good. And I'm feeling really good. Well, my, uh, you know, and now, now what happens is as a byproduct of not drinking, even though I'm not having any internal change and not putting any work forth, I, um, the people around me start to believe me too. Yeah. And they start to trust me. Right. I start to believe it. They start to get some hope that things are different this time. Right. But, and I believe that things were different because I was getting on my knees and I was going to these meetings and I was listening to, to a guy talk about, you know, a sponsor, but all we did was talk cocky and have coffee, but, but I was doing it, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, and I, and I'm doing this stuff and here I am on, it was a Saturday morning and my brother-in-law and my, and my sister had gone off to, um, uh, Niagara Falls. Right. And I was about 60 days sober and, and I believed I was doing everything I had to do to stay sober. And I ended up, um, I'm walking down Dundas Street in Whippy, and, uh, and the sun was shining, and I had, a, I had a little bit of money in my pocket. <clears throat> and I'm getting these text messages from this girl, right? And, 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 and I look up, and I have, this, uh, I have this, I see the beer store. I see the sign. And I have that, so we talked about in the episode one about how I can't control my first thought, but I can definitely control my second. And more importantly, I can control my action, right? Yeah. Well, I couldn't that time. I had no program to base that on, right? So I, I, I had this fleeting thought, this real second of a thought that said, you know what? You should go get a, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't drink, Jay. I had enough experience at this point in my life that I knew if I had one, I was going to have 10,000. Yeah. I know that I can't have just one drink. You know, the obsession of the mind, but then that allergy, right? Yeah. And it's incredible how powerful it is. Like nothing else in the, in the world matters. Not my kids, not my family, nobody. Yeah. Not me, nobody. Yeah, I can relate. So I had this thought. I shook it off. And I actually believed that everything was going to be okay. And, and, and somewhere between that thought and the beer store, now I'm in line at the beer store. Hmm. In line, like a light switch, Dust. Wow. And I remember saying to myself, you know what? I'm just, when I get to the front of this line, I'm only going to buy one. <laughs> First lie. First lie. Get up to the front of the line, I buy a box, start putting them in my knapsack like I bought a bag of guns. Like I know what I'm doing is wrong. Like this is <laughs> not right. Like something's really off here. But now the liar in my head starts saying, you're only going to drink one? And I'll save the rest for later. Second lie. <laughs> and they're biggies, right? Yeah. Because at that point, then too, I went on and I and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of terrible things happened that night. And 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 then of course, uh, subsequently, the next day, the next week, and the next month. Right? Yeah. And I was off to the races, and I had to be. I was drinking and drugging heavier than I ever had. Yeah. You know, and that was the, uh, because I did everything that they told me to do in treatment, except the things I didn't want to do. Yeah. 
You know, That's it, right? Yeah. Like I picked and choosed what I thought was important. I'm gonna do the comfortable stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That's it. So. That, that that was like for me, like like it's a really interesting perspective, right? And I think I think sharing this, sharing our experiences, can really help. Like I I didn't like I had a lot on the line. Uh, I was desperate, and I, I think that played the biggest factor, right? You know, like I I had a lot of fear about going going back out and and drinking again and and using again because it was it was made clear to me in treatment how how sick i was right right and i think some of the times that i touched on meetings and uh before in my life kind of made me realize that there was more to this thing right and then having you know some some people in my family already in recovery i was that was a gift to me because i i knew that the program of recovery uh specifically alcoholics anonymous i knew that it worked right you know if if you work yeah. it, it it can work for you right so to me that that, that was probably my biggest gift because when i knew i was actually powerless over alcohol and drugs and and my life was unmanageable i knew what i had to do i had to come i had to come to the rooms right um but but like i said i had that that moment where you know my, my disease is still talking and i'm like you know i'm just gonna I'm going to walk right through this and uh, I'll I'll talk the talk and it'll all work out. Right. Just like everything else in my life, the old thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I, I I heard that, that statement, if you want what we have, then do what we do. Right. Well, you know, like I, we, we joke about it in, in the rooms, like, you know, new newcomers come into the rooms and, and think by, you know, osmosis that they're going to get it. Right. (laughs) And, and like, that's, you know, I, absolute guilty guilty, guilty guilty right too. yeah i feel you man. you know i'm, I'm hanging yeah. out and i'm, I'm like hanging out you know what if i come sober, i'm gonna be sober yeah and, yeah, and after a while i'm gonna get the <laughs> smile that he's got too right, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. and and for me uh you know it, it just it, it just it clicked right that there was a couple different types or a couple how would i say this a couple different types of people in in the rooms right there's there's people that are around and they're kind of hanging out and they're going to meetings and, and, and they're all right. They're, sure. they're doing okay. Their life's getting better because they're not drinking and they're sure. not using. Yeah. And then there's people that you see are just lit right up. Lit. Right? That, up. that have a quality of life that are, are doing well in their life. And I'm not talking about money and material no. things. I'm there's talking fire about. Fire in their belly. Yeah. How, yeah. And their heart. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and their heart. And, yeah. and I saw those people. And, Soul shining. And I applied that. If you want what we have, do what we do. I applied that to them, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I looked at what they're doing and, and the thing they all had in common was the program of action, right? In, yeah. in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So I thought, well, I better get a sponsor and I better do that. I didn't think I had any other option. Right. For, for a guy like me, right? You know, right. like I, I, I was, when, when I was sick in my disease, I was going for it. Sure. And I was looking death in the eye every day. All or right? nothing. Yeah, and, and exactly. So, I, I, I weighed the options, and I thought, well, I got, I got two choices. I can either go on to the bitter end, blotting out, you know, you know, like it says in, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, or I can, I can do this program of action, right? Yeah. So, I that's that's the only experience I have so far. Is is just that I was desperate enough to just do what I was told. And I know that's not everyone's experience, right? Right. So I, I, and I had years, like my, my first meeting was at 18. I'm 34 now. Right. Right. I, I had years of hanging around a little bit and, and dipping out. 
and and not coming did back. You, right? Did your toe in the pool? Yeah, it's and not I, too cold. But I I think I overreacted. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't really need to freshen up now. Good. Yeah, yeah, maybe later. And so I, I think all of that all of that plays a plays a part in in my my experience today. Right? right. Is that you know I I weighed those options, and you know I I think with everything being said, I didn't see another way. Right. And I was fortunate enough that I got into into touch with a good sponsor who knew the program and and just said look we can either do this or you know, mm. beat it kid <laughs> yeah right so. I, I honestly don't know like if i'm being completely honest with myself today i don't even really know if i wanted it bad enough like i believed that i wanted to be sober right yeah i believed that and i and, and believe me my bottoms had bottoms had bottoms had bottoms had bottoms yeah you know and I, and I wanted it more than anything in this world, right? It's all I wanted. Yeah. But I don't know if there was that core fundamental shifting ability inside of my belly that wanted it bad enough. Yeah. You know? I had lost everything a hundred times over, <clears throat> man. But I just... I feel like uh, if I look at what when it, the reasons why... And I, you know what? I, hate, I can't stand that word why, right? Yeah. I don't know if your sponsor's on you about that word why, but we don't discuss why anymore. <laughs> why is not going to be helpful in any regard of our program, yeah. right? But, but, but sometimes maybe for, the, for the, um, the progression of this podcast, if we can discuss some whys, then perhaps it might help people uh, stop questioning some of their whys, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's irrelevant, but... Yeah, it's, it, it's a hard one, right? It's, yeah. it's you know... I have a lot of friends in this program and, and specifically right now during this COVID-19 thing that we got going on, uh, that the change in, in the ability to go to meetings and, and switching from in-person meetings to zoom, you know, we've, this is, it's taken All a lot of people zoom, out. Zoom, 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 man, a broom, broom. <laughs> you love your zoom, eh? They do. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. I, I've, I've, yeah, that could be a whole nother episode, but <laughs> yeah, no, definitely love the zoom. It's, uh, it's, if if anything it's enhanced my my recovery thousand percent big time um but but yeah but back back onto the, the the other topic there like i've seen a lot of people go back out this this past little while with covid right and i always i i always try to try to think like what what happened right and, and i asked them what happened like i, I why did you why'd you go back out or why'd you decide to drink again or, right and you know that the answers that you get from people vary, right? That they always seem to vary, and it, it usually has something to do with, you know, you know, I stopped working, the the program that I was that I was trying to to work, or I stopped going to meetings, I started to isolate. There's there's lots of different different sure. reasons, right? Yeah. Um, or, or and, the, and those are the honest ones. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, the there's honest probably a litany ones. Of, of of bullshit out there, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I think to blaming myself, blaming COVID, perhaps. As, yeah, blame, blaming <laughs> COVID, using it as an excuse, yeah. right? Which, at the end of the day, if you were looking for an excuse, anything would have done. Yeah. Did you, know? you see that cloud up there? I'm out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially like me in my heyday, like I, you know, I I could be going through the worst thing in my life, like you said, bottoms had bottoms. There was multiple times when I should have taken the hint, you know, broken broken relationships, lost jobs, like just repeated that process yeah. over the years, you know, um, and living living like that elephant bro yeah exactly and ne- not you know what well, why did i go back out well why did i continue to drink and mm-hmm. and continue to use yeah it's it's hard it's hard to say right the but, big why yeah so for me like i i think it's it's definitely worth it to to ask 
to ask the person to, to ask the prospect, you know, what, why do you feel that you went back out? Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for me, a lot of it comes down to, you know, the acceptance of your ability to understand your first step, right? Well, first step and you're nailing it right here. It's a, it's the difference between a fellowship and a program. Yeah. There's a huge difference between a fellowship and a program. We see it a lot, right? Like, oh, I go to lots of AA meetings. You know, I go to lots of AA meetings. I, I, you know, and then you're back to this osmosis, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, so I'm sitting on my hands for 15 years and I don't have a drink. Yeah. And like you said, my life is sort of coming together, right? Like I did manage to keep my job and I did manage to save enough to buy a car. My wife did not leave me or whatever. Yeah, health's you coming know, back. Or I met a girl and she actually likes me. Yeah, my health's coming back, Yeah. you know, but I don't have that glow, right? That fire, that spirit that you were talking about, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and then something like this happens and I, they shut down meetings and, um, you know, and, and, and I do love my Zoom. But that's because I can, it's, it's now just another tool in my toolbox. Yeah. It's not a solution for me. Yeah. Right. So I have this um, uncanny uh, ability now to lean on the program, which I've been blessed to have been um, introduced to and I get to live. Right. But not everybody's had that experience. Yeah. So they end up in this, perhaps they end up in this, this, uh, this isolated bubble feeling and now they have no solution. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's something that like, I wish we, we would teach newcomers when they, they come into the program. Because uh, aside from good sponsorship, I don't know who who teaches this other than um, Joe and Charlie. The right. J Joe and Charlie tapes, oh, right? Soldiers. Yeah, they, they they take take us through the big book and they teach us about you know the difference between the fellowship and the program, right? I love it. And and the fellowship is fantastic. I love the fe fellowship, man. I love everything about it. I right. love meetings. I love speakers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like it's, I, I'm it's not. A, it's a I'm not, it's a huge component. I'm not dogging no. dogging it whatsoever. No. Uh, I love it. I, I love roundups. I love conferences. I love everything. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like, I love it all, man. I've never I, seen your eyes sparkle like that. Yeah, no, I should take I, a picture and show your wife, it. man. I love it. I had one of the, the best experiences <laughs> last year man, at, at, awesome. the, at the Ontario Regional Conference. Uh, uh, it was just incredible, right? Yes. Uh, Earl H., you ever, you ever you heard of You were talking to me oh, earlier about man. it. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but Fantastic. I think so. Fantastic. I do. Yeah. I just. I, I do. I, as soon as you said Joe and Charlie, I don't know why my brain did this, but I never forget a line I heard him say. He says, "You know, he started off a speech when he said, you know, I've been sober for as long as I can remember." <laughs> <laughs> my brain took me there. That's jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I, I. I learned a lot. I. I've learned a lot, and I, I continue to go back to those tapes. Right. I. I listen to them every couple of months, and I go back. Not only did they teach me about the big book and the program of action. Um, as my sponsor did, but you know, they, they touch on that important, that important note, right? The difference between the fellowship and the program, Huge. you know, they, there's one thing that we know of in the world right now that treats the disease of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And that's, that's the 12, the 12 steps, steps, right? And, and that, that for me, like, like that is the biggest reason I believe why I'm sober today and I haven't returned to alcohol and drugs a thousand percent and then yeah. and being in treatment is exactly where that was introduced to this yeah you know and that was where i and and you know to, to circle back about the my, my i ended up back in treatment again additionally and and it's funny because my brain at the time i remember saying well i need to go back to treatment because i need to get some traction and those were the words i used yeah i need to get some traction <laughs> what yeah <laughs> so I needed to lock myself up and not drink for 30 days. I still didn't have any viable, you know, understanding that I was screwed if I didn't do anything new. Yeah, just something that you heard. 
<laughs> just I some, need some just traction. <laughs> just <laughs> something that, that you heard. I mean, if we think about traction, that means you don't want me to spin out. Yeah. But realistically, I you mean, were spinning. You know, I was spinning. I wasn't going. I, I was literally going in circles. Yeah. You know, off uh, the track, baby. Yeah, no, it's it's Woo. it's it's really interesting, right? Like, you know, I like I said at the beginning, it's a uh, I hear a lot of different different stuff about treatment in in the rooms, and it kind of gets me sometimes, right? Because in reality, my my experience was a good one, and and it's even better now that I'm out of it because it, it wasn't comfortable at all, right? right? right. It, you know, it, I had a pregnant wife at the time. Uh, you know, uh, she, she was real upset that, sure that I had to was. go away, you of course. know, um, you know, wondering if she's going to be there when I get back, you know, just, a a serious, serious, that just very serious month, right. right. Uh, of a lot of emotions. And of course, you know, an, an alcoholic, an addict like me who hasn't been feeling properly for, or feeling his feelings properly for a long time. I go to treatment. You take, what are those? you take away my solution, which is alcohol and drugs, and all of a sudden I'm I'm a blubbering mess. <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit, I remember I remember I remember the day <laughs> that I that I the first time we actually got real close face to face, and your eyes were uh, they were leaking something. Yeah, I had a guy come up to me in treatment and says, he, he looks at me, he goes, "You know you're a man, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I know, I I know." <laughs> yeah, I know. I I could identify. I used to I used to cry a lot in Tim Hortons and Canadian Tire commercials. It was uh, they were they were the, the father son stuff. They uh, they got to me. They choked me out. They still yeah, yeah. still do. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna get a tear right now. Or like the soup oh, commercials. I got a tear right now. See that? Yeah. Oh no! Wait a minute. That's allergy. Uh, <laughs> it's just an allergy. Go no, that's down. that's the, the, the anyways. That's a good kind of kind of emotion now, right? I love it, man. I love it, and I and I think this was a great topic, and I hope uh, I hope it was helpful for somebody that was listening today, right? To to mm-hmm. realize that when we get out of treatment, we have uh, it's it's more than just. Uh, picking and choosing what you what you think you need it's it's listening to people that have come before us and that, yeah you know I, I i didn't and i drank you know yeah. uh, dustin did my my way didn't work i needed a new way right right and a little bit of, or a lot of humility oh right? man that's yeah. a deadly word I, I remember we touched earlier i think it was last week's episode we that you, you talked about reaching out for help and as soon as i hear that word help like asking for help was like the most it was like a ten thousand pound weight stuck in my brain like I could not lift that word out of my mouth. I could not ask for help if my life depended on it because there's got to be a way I could do it myself. Yeah. There's got to be. And there wasn't. No. So, no, exactly. Anyways, so. it's beautiful seeing you. And by the way, you started off this episode by telling me I look handsome. You look pretty damn handsome too, brother. I gotta, uh, gotta what? Say. I said that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember well, that. Well, maybe I just fabricated. Maybe it was my perception. But I'll take it. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> no problem, buddy. Have a, have a good one. All right. I'll see you next week. Love you, man. All right. Thanks, everyone.